0: Okay, okay. Let's start. We have so much to get through. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming. The sheir this the, today. Continue the sponsorships of the month of Eir by the by the Sternbergs in honor of their source of living here and their anniversary. Eliyahu and by his children and grandchildren and the Feigman family. Eliyahu Aaron Feigman's brother. He gave a beautiful sheir last night. He has a beautiful sheer upstairs in memory of, uh, of his brother Chaim, who I had the of knowing as well. And the weekly sponsorship this week is in memory of Ezra ben Simchalea's first That's Leora Ashman's uh, Abba. And today it's also your mother's yard Miriam Bas, Avram S- 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 Yisroel. Yeah, I guess so, but yeah. we've never. Nobody ever said it was that. So yeah, you could check the Masaveh uh, with these things. Uh, you know? uh, yeah, that's what it, it, it says. It uh, really? Yeah. Really. Okay. Just Abraham. You know, Abraham. But, cool. But I know that it was at least Srool. Okay. Okay. How many years? Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, you don't have to. I'm uh, gonna. Uh, tw- uh, Twelve. Twelve years. Thirteen. You know. Thirteen. Leilinis mas Shimon. Yehuda ben Chaim Meir, Dvir Weinberg's Abba, and for the Rafua of Meira Meir Bat Orit. Very important for all of us. Okay. We are, we are probably, I think we're going to be concluding, again, I'm sorry, do you mind closing that, that door, please? Thank you so much. So we're going to be concluding, I, I, I think we're going to be concluding this Perush, this this amazing commentary we've had on the first pa- on the first paragraph of Reb Tzalek Tziska Satzadik. I think this is going to be uh, completing a picture of what it means to know that it's a- that Hashem is calling you, and how to know and how to jump based on that calling. How do we understand ourselves when we jump based on callings that we have coming from Shemaim? So again, again, first page. We can do this every she'er. The last four weeks. We're learning again the first paragraph of Rebbe Tzadik. This is the way that it, I'm telling you, you're, you're never going to forget this first paragraph. You've been learning it already for a month and a half, the first paragraph of Rebbe Tzadik HaKoyim. Os <laughs> Aleph. Reishis When I enter into serving God, the world of serving God, it's got to be bechipazon, fast. K'mo pesach mitzrayim bechipazon. Just like the first Korban Pesach that we ate, when we first came out of Egypt, it had to be eaten that night, right away. The Lo Pesach Dorot. This is not the way it was after that first initial year, where Pesach Dorot, the Korban Pesach following every year, was that you ate it all week of Pesach, and you didn't have to eat it fast. Of course, the matzah resembles this as well, but matzah is a little bit different, because matzah, we have the same din of matzah every single year. But Korban Pesach stays, is, 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 you know, that, that's the difference that he's focusing on. The beginning. The beginning, beginning, beginning. Ah, oh, when I, like we said, when I have that aha moment, I have to jump on it. There's a Torah and Parshish Emor. I'm still learning it out. But one of my, told us Aaron, he was saying a person's going to have to bring a din ve in Shemaim one day when they didn't take advantage of their aha moments. So it's a it's an amazing piece. I'm still working through it, it's pretty hard, but what a piece. So he says the beginning to take advantage of the aha moment is to disconnect yourself from anything that's that, that that's choking you. All lusts and desires that are basically disconnecting you from where you want to be. Tsarichli Shmor Harega Reb says you gotta guard the moment. Remember Pesach in the Torah is called leil. Does anyone know? Shimurim. Huh? to take advantage to get out of it fast maybe you'll be able to so even though Reb Tzedek is saying yes the beginning is you gotta jump don't worry after that mindfulness meditation or whatever whatever works for you to just then you go then you go calmly but the beginning if you like this okay i have to make a decision what will happen to you you'll either choose to keep on breathing like that for three weeks or the brain logic will come and play a role that will come and convince you and tell you I'm sure this makes all the sense in the world. And that's usually how it is with most big decisions in life when we allow those moments to not be guarded, to not be shimur. What's a uh what's called how do you say kufsa shimurim in in English? Yeah, but meaning like uh preserves. Preserves very good. Wow. Okay. Now we've been learning, so we've been learning for so long already based on the Ramchal, the Choz of Lublin, the Kotzker, all these different shitots explaining to us, how Reb Tzadok sees that when, that when you have to jump, it's not bedieved that life, I'm just repeating something we learned two or three weeks ago, it's not that life got really, really bad, and in order to save yourself in this bedieved situation, i got to jump. I'm saying, no, it's Lechatchila. It's Lechatchila. And that's what we said a few times, it's very, very important. Now, It's Shabbos, I think. No, no it's tonight. It's tonight. It's tonight, tonight, Vav? Oh wow, amazing. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's now. It's, it's now. Wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are there are there any more pages there? The last thing we learned was that the kriya, this calling out, saying to you, "Come and jump," how do you know if it's real or not? Is what we spoke about last year. Now, in order to know if it's real or not, we could spend we could spend an infinite amount of shears just describing how to detect authenticity and how to be more sensitive. To I don't know how to how to how to program ourselves. To be more plugged in to, to detecting emet, which is a very kotzk thing to do. But Reb Tzadok basically says that every time that you feel that a calling, there's ms there, and we're going to develop this. Okay. If you see on this, I'm just going to read from like two or three lines from the, let's see, like this second line, third line of this on the second page that you have. Okay. Hakria elah <laughs> The Kriya, the calling from above. How do you know if it's real? Is if your Ratzon is saying, "I want to come inside." And even if you realize that in order to get in here, you got to act a little bit manipulative, uh, manipulative, just to get inside. He's saying that's also considered a merit. I think what he's saying over here, Now he's explaining this with Rappaport, that normally we think that in order to know that what I'm doing is right, I have to look normal. I have to act normal. <laughs> right, I'm happy you're, mm-hmm. you're laughing at me. Like, I, it has to add up, it has to look right, I have to fill out all the prerequisites and, and, and fill out all the documents. And, that's true but with the world. But when it comes to, to jumping into Avodah Hashem, it's a lav davka I have, I have friends that their jump, their reshus was not. Uh, I am going to start keeping Shabbos right now. It wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. Um, it was maybe. Uh, I have a, I have a friend that his thing was tefillin, but he said if I am going to do this, I am going to do this all the time, no matter what. I think I told you about him. So after a year, he told me atalot amen, lof tefillin af yom So I said, wow, that's amazing. He's like, no, no, it's I didn't miss one day. Shabbos, Shavuos, Yantiv, everything. (laughs) For him, for him, that was... And then, and he said, Okay, now, you don't tell a person, go and do that. But if he comes to you afterwards and tells you that's what he's doing, listen, I don't know what to say to the guy. His way is Indian. What I'm trying to say is that I think what he's saying over here is that the calling that says, I want to come in, even if you're not doing it perfectly, shouldn't be looked down upon. It should be respected. Should be, you want to say something? I thought you had your hand up. I'm sorry. It, it should be respected. It should be, it should be admired, even. Mamash, it should be admired. Anyone that says, I want to come in, right? Who are we to judge a person's Lashem Shemaim? So Reb Tzedek is really giving cover to each person's kriya, each person's calling that says, yeah, I feel it, I want to come in, yala. So look how he continues here. This kriya el adam." that is any feeling that a person has, when they say, I want to come close to the mekora of Hashem, where is the source of this feeling? Where is it coming from? It's Hashem calling you. And when it comes to God's calling out, you need to answer it immediately. That's very deep. Other people calling out to you, you can decide this is good for me now. Family comes first. Friend, previous comments, whatever. When it comes to Hashem's calling out, you you have to run to it immediately. Why? He's gonna explain. Meduah. Like Ma is it the Adam no he doesn't say, "Oh, I see. to call I need to get ready. I need to be prepared." Why does a person? Why does a person? What happens if if not? Because the person will say, "Oh, they're calling me. Okay, it's God that's calling me, I better be ready. That means I got to prepare." I got to make sure I'm ready. If it's God calling me, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm living up to my, to my role. Like many people, they don't go on, we spoke about this, they never jump into the water or they never grow in Yiddishkeit because they say in the name of authenticity, I'm not ready yet and God doesn't want fake, right? But the, the truth is the, way, the only way that things really progress, spiritual progression for real, is jump after jump after jump. When it's God's calling, it has to be answered immediately. Fourth line in the second paragraph. In the middle of the line, Reb yidabiharbeme will speak a lot about preparation and also being clean when it comes to Hashem. But but that we're talking about the beginning stages. There's a big problem. When it comes to saying, I'm going to prepare myself for the, to answer the calling. We're not speaking of the person that shows up an hour early for davening and preparing. He's already in. We're talking about the perp- person that's signing up, enrolling to prepare. There's a big problem here. What's the problem? A lot of damage can stem from what seems to be a very legit statement, which means, "I'm going to go serve God, therefore it's God I'm going to serve. I'm going to go and prepare. Like, and he'll give you a tearot. It's like, who who in, in the Torah. What do we have in terms of like real strong preparation? My mother Sinai is the greatest one, but that happened after we jumped. What else? A certain person that we prepare kohen, the Kohen yeah, Gadol. Yeah. Going into the Kodesh Kadoshim on Yom Kippur with the preparation the Mishnayot and Yoma. The way to describe the details of the preparation. All the in, There's amazing details. that anyone learn Mishnayot and Yoman, The Gemara and Yoma, which describes all the different levels of, of hachanah. But the Kohen Gadol is already serving as a Kohen Gadol, right? There's also like an internet. Like, not, I have to prepare, 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 and then I'll decide when I'm ready. Well, that's the what Nezek. Is. This, is what he's, this, this is what he's raising. He's raising this inyan. This <clears throat> a person that says this, I'll prepare, <laughs> because then a person will say, okay, I prepared, <laughs> now I'm officially ready to become godly in the service of God. <laughs> and this is a big mistake. Why is it a big mistake? Because, like we said last week in Shear, no one is ever ready to be a mother or a father. No one is ever ready to be a husband or a wife. No one is ever officially ready to be that person. No one's ready. Let me tell you a secret. No one is ready to be a Rav. And if someone is ready to be a Rav, they should not be a Rav. Ibn Nassan has a whole Torah on this. He's debating the Shaila should he take the position of Rabbanus. Somewhere he's talking to Rabbi Nachman, and Rabbi Nachman says, uh, "On the Emes, you should not. You should not take on this position." Rabbi Nassan saw like, "Okay, so because who could ever say they're ready for such a tafket? And then Rabbi Nachman says, "But but the Emes Mito you should, because you don't feel like you're ready to take a this position, right?" Who could say, I'm ready for, for these big things in life? Who could say such things? Therefore, Reb says, it's going to have to be a jump that, that, that involves you in the state that you're in of unreadiness. He says, it's a mistake to say, I'm ready. He brings a midrash. This is a crazy midrash. no midrash. This Rav a that we're learning his paper. says, I didn't see that Reb speaks about this medrash, but it must be that he saw it. This, this really is matin to what we've been building over here. it's all medrash that describes How Hashem came to the conclusion, so to speak. I'm using a lot of like, you know, so to speak language because what, Hashem took his time, thought about it, contemplated and then came to the conclusion. But the way that we understand it is that, yeah, Hashem came to a conclusion, that he chose Am Yisrael, and the whole Midrash there, the whole story there can bring up a lot of questions. What does it say in this Midrash? What does it say in this Midrash? Halach Moshe Rabbeinu gets commanded to give over the mitzvah of korban Pesach. Well, what's one of the one of the escorting issues that halachic issues with regarding korban Pesach? That if you weren't circumcised, you couldn't eat it. You had to join the tribe. You had to be more official. Had to be more established. That's what the Torah says. The Midrash says, that's already too much. We're not ready to to, to circumcise ourselves. That means you're not going. We're not going to eat the Korban Pesach. Tov. The tribe of Levi was already circumcised. The Major says, Pesach. Because who was, who were the only people from the tribe of Levi back then? Moshe and Aaron. <laughs> Moshe and Aaron were the only people in the tribe of Levi back then. So they did the Pesach. Maybe the children too, but the truth is, Gershon and Eliezer weren't with Moshe Rabbein, remember? They were in Midian. So if anyone, maybe you could say, uh, you know, Nadav and Azar, Elazar tamar. But he, the Midrash says just Moshe, meaning that those are Aaron's four sons. But let's say just Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron, okay? They are on a coin. They did the Pesach. That's what the midrash says, the beginning. This is how it started, yeah. So he says like this. God summoned the winds that were blowing in Gan Eden. And the fragrance of the barbecue, right? You know, sometimes I'm Bloomberg, my neighbor, he he grills right before Shabbos. And it's like the Shabbos is that even after I grill, I always feel like that reach does something to me, even though I was right in front of a barbecue for hours. The reach, when a wind comes and brings the reach of a grill, right, then it does something to you. So he says, God took the ruchot, he summoned the, the, the ruchot from Gan Eden, and he came and he blew it into all of the land of Egypt. Ba'u kol b'nei moshe rabbeinu Moshe, You gotta give us from your Pesach, from your Korban Pesach. We can't stand it. I mean, we can't can't resist it. I already told you. If you don't have a brisk meal, you can't eat it. The Major says, wow. On the spot. Each person went to a bris mila. Mila and priya the two stages of uh, of mila. Moshe was the male, Aaron did priya, and God took each one that came out of the bris and gave him a kiss. That's the midrash. So they did zava. It, it ended up that they did do it because we know that they, of course, they they ate it. <laughs> this is what the midrash says. Uri uboi hafichi Gani And it's a drash in the pasuk describing how fragrance really is the was a key factor. In Am Yisrael, um, becoming uh, enabling themselves to be part of Korban Pesach and be, be part of the Geula. You mentioned that once that smell was a uh, sense that wasn't blemished in the Garden of Eden. All other senses were, besides the sense of smell. When you look at the Psukim and Parashas Bereishis, touch, sight, hearing, every, everything was, written, was mentioned there, besides the chush of Reach. It's one of the reasons why we do B'shelim on Shab Shabbos also to, to keep us okay. in the Garden Eden. And he's going to develop this right now. This is the story of the general brismila that took place in Am for the first time. Has anyone seen this medrash before? What a medrash, Aaron, Moshe, Aaron, and then Hashem kisses them. Each person that came out of it. You know what's crazy about it when you yeah, think about it? They they, each the, person they came out of the Bris Mila, but what's crazy to think about it? That means that all of Am Yisrael were circumcised on the day that they were basically running, <laughs> really? Because they're they they they're, they're in the middle of running. They're in the middle of the de- you know they're in the middle of, of getting out. Zemidrash midrash meod Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> it's a very very peculiar, very bizarre midrash. <laughs> what does this midrash want to tell us? How did we decide to start serving God? They smelled the barbecue and, and they couldn't resist it. That's the story of the bechira of Am to join Avodas yeah, Hashem. I never heard anyone say that about a midrash. It's a Kharif midrash. Doesn't mean spicy here. It means uh, sharp. Yeah. But really, this is what it means. Mashiach. What is Mashiach known for? So the Navi says, beirat He will. He will. How do you say this? Vharicho beirat He will be, you know, when someone has a... Uh, this is... this is Okay, we're going to take a, a little bit of a detour here. In the Kabbalah, the sense of the nose, the sense of smell is the most potent chush, more than the eyes and more than the ears and more than the taste, more than touch. There's something about reach, about detecting things through through smell, that kovea, koveas it, it determines it to be achi nachon, achi kayam, achi, the most real. Like... I once heard, a big rub was asked a question about something, about a certain group of people, and, and the way he, he was trying to get out of, of saying it's not his thing, he said, listen, I'll tell you the truth, my nose doesn't go so much in that direction. That's how he described it. My nose doesn't go so much in that direction. No, it's not me. No, Yeah, yeah, but I just don't want to say the, the context of what he was speaking about, like saying my nose doesn't go so much in, in that direction, meaning... The nose, and we see this by other Tanaim and Amoraim when it came to the, the, the af, the reach, they would, they would basically follow their nose to know if something was right or was wrong. Mashiach, it says, b'irat Hashem, he could sense the, through his sense of smell what yirat what Hashem is really all about. And God could smell him too. It's a whole play on the word, v'harichot b'irat Hashem. He's going to explain this. What's the difference between fragrance to eyesight or to hearing? This is the idea. Eyesight and hearing are, are, are concepts of, of intellect. Meaning, I see something and I well, even though I don't think that I'm doing it, I intellectually explain what I see. Same thing with how I understand what I'm hearing, right? when he goes through a screaming. There's a filter. what right? i a Say, hey, hey, look, what do you see? A kid can't explain to you what they see, and you see sometimes children, they can get very frustrated very fast, It's because they don't really, they know they're exposed to something, they don't understand how to articulate it, but also because they're not even sure they're understanding. On a not on a pnimi level, on a pnimi level, of course they understand, but on a logical level, they can't make sense of what they're saying. So there's no internalization of the sight or the hearing of the word. So it goes through some kind of process, like you said, screening, which is very good. Mata shomea, what do you hear? You ask a kid. you ma You got to understand what you're hearing. L'ariach. To understand what you're smelling, you don't need seichel for that. You smell. Understand? With smell, it doesn't go through a screening. It may remind you, you may gain nostalgic, and you may have deja vu based on a smell, but that doesn't deter, that doesn't lessen from the fact that right now you are experiencing something through the smell. Are you with me? Yeah? But animals that are guided by their instincts, their, their sense of smell is what guides them much more than... No, even than sight or, or definitely hearing. Right. Like there are people that certain fragrances for them are are awful... And it's, it's mamash not for another person, right? Take a person, I remember the my, my, uh, first time I really went away with a friend, I was, uh, for a few days in the summer, I must have been like 12 years old, and a good friend of mine that I grew up with, his grandparents were one of the founders of Kibbutz Yavne. You know Kibbutz Yavne, right? And um, we went away for a few days to his grandparents' house, I'll never forget this in the kibbutz, the kibbutz the, the kibbutz experience. And part of the chavaya was that we went to go milk the cows at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an LA ranana boy waking up at five in the morning going to the refit to milk cows. <laughs> and he grew up like that. He's like, Wow, well, this is part of the chavaya. I'm like put on a put on a happy face. It was my first interaction with a refit. You know what a refit is, right? <laughs> How do you say refit? Burn. Burn. Bu- right, Dairy burn. Now for people that, that I don't think like they would choose to have refit as their cologne, but for them, <laughs> but for them, the effect of refit on them was nothing of what it was to me. Nothing. There used to be a, a wet maybe there still is there. Any one of you ever go to a wedding in, in Moshev Tzora? You ever catch a bad day where the wind <laughs> goes the wrong direction? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, you get it too. Yeah.
0: We, that's one thing we don't... we got a plenty of other sounds coming from, from here, but we don't get that, that right? We don't have refit. That's, that, that's one example. We have, we have a bunch of things, okay? When it comes to reach, though, it's very interesting, is that reach, you can't explain to someone why is this good or why is this bad. If you see something horrible, someone punching someone, you could explain why this is bad or why it's good, if a person needs to get punched, right? There are plenty of people that... Plenty of Rasha, need to get punched. You can explain why it's good. Reach, you can't explain it, he's saying. No So basically, what's written in this Midrash, our jump into it, we were basically, we were, we were, uh, you know, we were uh, saved, we were pulled out, right, from the tomb of Mitzrayim. We circumcised ourselves and went into the brits with Hashem. It's because of smell. It's because of the thing that you can't explain. That's what the midrash is telling us. That's what happened to Am Yisrael. Them going into the, this Avodas Hashem, the midrash is telling us it was because of chush It's because of the sense of smell. Klomar. זה this is something that's embedded in the nefesh that cannot be taught or learned <coughs> sorry, learned, <laughs> this is what Reb Tzedakah Qayin is saying is this concept of Hipazon. you can't explain it you can't say you're ready for it because it's beyond the logical the process of screening, of understanding of internalizing of intellectualizing, of any level, and any level of understanding. People that come to you and say, I decided to become a Jew because uh, I, I knew everything and it made sense to me. That's not really the deepest. That's not a chokmah. It's chokma, according to Rabbi Nachman, is if I didn't do that in order to choose, right? Now, by gerim, it's a little bit different, because we know that the ultimate ger was Yitro. Huh? Well, Yitro really well, He's the ultimate ger, and by what do we know about Yitro is that he did go through the whole process of everything, right? But even Yitro, after going through the process of everything, he still had to jump, even after the logic all added up. Right? Totally. Every, anyone that anyone that had an impact on Am I'm Yisrael goes through this process. The bichlal lokach elakmos haemru bnei Yisrael moshe rabeinu she lo yicholim lamul. Just like B'nai Yisrael told Moshe Rabbeinu, "I'll pee logic. I'm not ready yet. I'll pee logic according to logic, and into, I'm not ready yet. I didn't do the proper rachnas. I was uh, who knows what I was like a few days ago. So I can't say that I'm ready." Hashem sends something that bypasses the place in us that, that, that uh, dictates to us our readiness or not. That's what the Reach did. It bypassed that place that we're, where we usually use in order to make decisions. So he says, The Tzadok would have said, It's not that they were scared of circumcising themselves, they didn't want the pain. They weren't ready to, to circumcise themselves. They're not holding in Mila. right? They're not holding there yet. The circumcision is going into a verse with Hashem. Who can say, I am consciously now ready and on the level to enter into a covenant with God. Now I'm going to freak some people out now. Who in their right mind could actually say, I am ready to enter a covenant with another human being? Unless there's reach that's playing a role in the decision making. Has to be reach. Meaning, reach meaning, you understand, it has to be reach, what, re, what reach resembles. It has to be, I think, you know, actually this is what I want. I can't say I know what this means, but I'm jumping into the bris. I'm not harping on this topic because we spoke about it extensively last week as well. But once they smelled it, then they said, you know what? It's true. Even though we're not ready yet, we're in. We're in. We're going in. I told you about the story that recently some, some person came to me and said... Uh, I want so badly to, to 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 move to this shul. I just have a pro, I have a problem it's that I'm not a daven. I'm not a davener. The person said, "I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a davener." So I've been thinking about that statement for a long time. I said, "Well, what what is shul? Like isn't shul? What happens in shul? So what, what is shul? I'm not a davener. So are there other shuls you feel at home in? That's horrible because that means that you know, you don't feel like there's real davening going on in other shoes. I mean, think about this statement nonstop, but what I really wanted to really go back to the conversation and say to him is like, just jump in. Just just start davening. Reb Shlomo, to, to bring, back, bring him back for a second, he was once uh, invited to come and uh, end a, a three-day retreat in the, in the mountains in Northern California on the, in the 70s on the topic of uh, prayer. So the, some of the hippies picked him up from the airport, and they were going to the retreat. And he asked them, "What? What were you guys doing? What have you guys been doing for all these days?" So he said, "Oh, Swami so and so gave us a whole, um, uh, a whole shir on their You know what tefillah means. Uh, this so and so, this rabbi came and gave a shir on the history of prayer. And basically, everything was described as if uh, for three days at a prayer retreat. The one thing they didn't do was pray." pray. <laughs> So when he got there, he was supposed to do something. He says, this is ridiculous. We're starting to dive right now, and he started Marv, just right away. Because it's true, with all the uh, lo- looking into things, you'll, you'll never be able to say I'm ready. That's that's Pashutma. The M is, like the kutskin you will never let you say I'm ready. So, so Tzadak says, that's why atchila, there's a shita in a Yiddish. Case. Not a shita, but a way we understand this is that you have to jump, you run inside to it. Tsariqla bottom paragraph. שזה pues g- says like this and I I pray that you hear רב words for the rest of your lives this sentence when you hear the calling I know you want to feel gavalt and say look how much I worked on myself now I hear a calling that won't help you. The only way to help you answer the calling is if you understand that it's Hashem that's calling you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is calling you and say, come in. If I still think this is my doing, I won't answer the calling until I'm ready. But if you say, this is Hashem calling me, God knows I'm not ready. God doesn't want me to feel like I'm ready because He knows I'll never, I'll never show up. You understand how important this is? how many things haven't we taken on because we think that it's our calling, us calling ourselves? How many things haven't we moved on in life? How many things haven't we detached ourselves from? How many places have we not let ourselves move forward into and grow and and, and, and just simply be free enough to jump because of not identifying the calling as Hashem's invitation? as opposed to, you know, what we really say is like, okay, this is me, I worked on myself, I think I'm here now, answering the calling when it's from God can only be done immediately. For sure, Aliyah. Answering the calling, nothing is ever the right time when I think it's my calling. It's always the right time when it's Hashem's calling. Always. That's a very important thing, but if says, this is what, I think what he's saying is Bal Shem Tov wanted us to actually believe in that statement. That when we when we hear this 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 ratzon to want to come close, it's Hashem speaking to you. Okay. Is it because it's uh, the Ratzon comes from Khetka and therefore it's like that's his the way you can dialogue with us is to is from that the ketchup is being more or less, a supernatural or higher self that is beyond words, beyond any any intellectual understanding. So therefore, it's like he places the ratzon in us, and that the the initial ratzon is from Hashem because it's it's beyond our understanding intellectually, and it, because that's how what you're saying now. Isn't it? Well, some people that don't know the language that you're talking will then approach an inner calling as if I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm hearing voices, mm. right? So, just let, let's try to make a little bit of, of, a, of a seder over here. When you hear a calling that sounds like, "Leave everyone in your life behind and move to a deserted island with a likute maran," that's the other side talking, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's a ratzon. The tzaddikim, the, tzaddik, the uh, is the calling. How do I know if it's real or not? A, it's from Hashem. But how do I know if it's from Hashem? Is if basically it's bringing you closer to people and not further from people. That's a very very important thing. Most people's enlightenment moments that aren't miusah, that aren't rooted in in, in kedusha, it ends up there being like it ends up being translated as if I can't be with people anymore because I have to be secluded and I have to be alone. But that's not the Torah way. Nachon. <laughs> Right? Right. But Rav Tzvi gave a very challenging drasha last Shabbos. I think he said this Shabbos morning where it left a lot of us. I, I spoke to him about it later uh, after Shabbos. This week I was with him at an event. He said, he spoke to us as great, but it's not Kadosh. Kedusha can only be with people. So initially when he said that, all of us, any, any of the that have any sheikhs, Rabbeinu was like, we're like, how could, you, how could you say Hezbollah isn't holy? He was trying to make a point. Of course, it's, it's holy, but the, yet it, the Jewish uh, Hagdara definition of, of, of Kedusha is Kaddish, right? Is, is a, is a minion of people, meaning, it, meaning, it means be together. And then I started thinking, well, Moshe Rabbeinu, are you going to tell me Moshe Rabbeinu being on Harsena for 40 days and 40 nights wasn't Kaddish? Well, it's interesting. The Torah doesn't define it as Kaddish, it doesn't doesn't say Moshe Alala Harvit Kaddish arba'im Yom arba'im Laila It just says he was there. Comes down back. Then the Lashon of kadusha comes back again. So it's talking about kadusha when he comes back down. So It's very interesting. But again, we're trying to detect if the calling is, is, is kosher or not. Is real or not. And um, this is something that I, I think that uh, is one of the hardest things because it's so much easier to feel kadush when you're not around anyone. You realize, it's mamash, it's so much easier to feel that your marriage is perfect when there's no kids around. Yeah, it's always like this. You, 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 it's, it's so much easier to feel like, vacation. what's that? When your spouse is on vacation. Is it to feel, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have it so, yeah. yeah a, friend of mine, a friend of mine once told me, he said, wait, 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 so after five years of marriage, they said, you know, for them it works best that they each go on vacation every other month. So I said to him, you know, we, Taras HaMishpacha was, made, was basically created to, to <laughs> keep that same kind of Indian, you know. <laughs> right. Kedusha is Elman Asad, This is what it is. Calling, again, but get back to calling. Like saying, come in, like, come, come forward. The way he's saying it over here is that it's a kriya that's coming from Hashem, and if you're really jumping in it, don't worry. Hashem is going to make sure that you realize betoch ami that I'm in, like, like you said, root before. That's also probably one of the indicators that the calling, not just is from Hashem, but that it's gonna be okay as well. That it keeps you with it keeps you with Amha. I thought I remember some concept in the Tanya that like it, it, it you, Act as if no one's watching. You think no one's only Hashem's watching you, and versus like you thinking you're by yourself and no one's watching. But that how we act is really how Hashem sh- sees us all the time. Versus we're not really alone. It's a big difference. It's a big distinction between mm-hmm. the two. Okay, let's finish this. We're on the bottom paragraph. Zot, uh, Again, צריך להבין שזה שאדם מרגיש שהוא רוצה זה גם כן הקדש ברוך הוא עשה. So, ah, I wanna get close? Okay, that's beautiful. I want. Who put that want in you? Basically, that's what Dali was saying before. Like that want was it comes from ketah, goes into the ratzon, it comes from the highest place from above. It was placed within you. הרצון הזה לאדם שאינו ראוי להרגיש שהוא רוצה ולקרוא לבוא זה בעצמו דבר שהקדש ברוך הוא החליט. זאת אומרת, this is the first Pesach that God sent the wind to, coming, to come and blow and, and from G'an from Eden, and yeah, when we first came and joined the party, it was because of, I'm ready, I'm not ready, so God said, well, I'm going to give you something that bypasses the understanding of ready. What is it? Fragrance. <laughs> no one came and said, I'm actually worthy of circumcising myself and entering a covenant with, with God. No one said that. And they were right. They weren't worthy to circumcise. They weren't on the level that they could come into a breach with Hashem. But they smell something deeper than logic and they couldn't hold back. This connection, what's the right word in English for zika? So there's a proper fancy word for it. Does anyone know? Esti, what's wrong with you today? You're like, you've been here longer than any of us. <laughs> How many years are you living? No, I'm not going to ask. But whatever. You, you. Affinity, you said, yeah, affinity, affinity that a person has to It's not a connection, deep connection of of understanding and of and of, inter, uh, in you know, intellectual. Not at all. Were you even to say I'm on the level to uh, uh, swim and, and jump into the Word of God, which the Tanya says is basically Hashem's Ratzon. Who, who are you to say then? between the Jews and the non-Jews? So Hashem gave us the right. Of course, of course. If play. not, but there's a good. whole medrash, magic... if not, if there wasn't clear right given from Hashem, mm-hmm. there's no way in the world anyone would ever, ever have the audacity or feel like they're able to go and learn Dvar Hashem. Ever, but every time you learn, we say the brachas in the morning, we say that every single morning. What are we saying? Those brachas basically saying, on our own, we could never learn Torah. But since you said you're ready, I'm taking your word, God. Not that you're ready. Since you said jump in, I'm taking your word again, and I'm jumping in. Me on my own, never the exact opposite of how the world of academia works, Third line from the bottom, bless you. the the this point of fast is so beautiful. This point of fast of fast it comes from a place of not that I want, but rather, I need. I want to get married to this person or I need to get married to this person. I want to make aliyah or I need to make aliyah. When, I, when I'm able, this goes back to Leo's Levaya, when I'm able to, 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 to change that lashon of understanding the powerful difference between want and need, all those jumps I have to make in life, I understand this is how Hashem designed it from the beginning, and that's really what the first par- what the first piska in Reb Tzadok Kohen's Tzadok is all about. And the reason why we spend so much time learning it is because, listen, next year we're going to go on to another tzadik, nachon, like we've been doing. This really explains to us how much what Reb Tzadok Kohen felt about Jews and about Am Yisrael and about Torah and about Hashem. And that's why I wanted us to really dig deep into this for us to say, ah, you know what, Reb Tzadok Kohen. Oh, he has a void. No. It's not, that's not what we're trying to do here. It's not a void. He has a mahalach. He has an approach. He has a gisha. He has access. He gives us access to a certain level of understanding how God designed the world and how how the Torah was given and how the Torah keeps on being given all the time and we should take advantage of the callings that we hear. And Bezrat Hashem, this should only give us strength to jump. This should produce fragrance for us to say we're in. Even if a second ago we said... We're not ready for it. All right, next Thursday, there won't, won't be, won't be shear. We'll have Shir Sunday morning, but next Thursday, won't be. Here. The other Shem will continue the following Thursday. All right. Have a good day, everyone.